Welcome to the Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities podcast, the podcast that will rock your world. I am Carol A. Briney, and I am honored and humbled to be your host on this journey. It is my passion to help you to hear and follow your inner guidance so that you can live the life of your dreams. This podcast asks the question, do you remember who you were before everyone told you who you should be? I am here to remind you of your intimate connection to Source. You, my friend, are a divine being having a human experience here on Earth, not the other way around. And just in case you cannot see the divine in yourself, I will be here to hold that vision for you until you can see it too. Joyous greetings and welcome to the Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities podcast. I am your host, Carol A. Briney, and I am thrilled to be here with you sharing new thoughts and ancient wisdom as we walk down our path of joyous expansion together. I am so excited today. I have my dear friend and mentor, Sean Murphy, on the podcast with me today, and we're going to be doing something new. Um, But first, let me introduce him. Sean is a professional trainer, an awakener, and an inspirational speaker who has 30-plus years of experience in the mastery of sales training. Sean is a simple farm boy from Ohio, and he has helped companies reach over $100 million in annual sales and expand into over 30-plus countries and territories with his simple understanding and training. Sean is an expert of motivation, inspiration, and accountabilities. He has the ability to move people into action, and that has set him on a path to be a globally recognized speaker and trainer. Sean owns the company called Mental Profits, It's a training and consulting company that takes marketing messages and forward-facing marketing content and turns it into client acquisition and increased sales volume. When Sean's not helping his clients make shifts in their mental thinking to increase their profits, Sean's most important goal is to be a better husband and a better father. And I would say, Sean, you do both very well. Welcome to the show today. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited, Carol, to be here. And especially with what we're going to be doing today, this is just, this is, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, we have decided, Sean and I talked for a couple minutes before we decided to do this. Um, We have no script here today. Our topic is going to be how often do you take out the trash? And we're going to call this, Murphy and Briny Uncut. <laughs> so we're going to have lots of fun and give you lots of great information out there. Well, you know, the thing that I love about this title is that most people, right, when perceptions reality and when they hear taking out the trash, most people wait until what? The trash is full because we just have this mindset of, well, I gotta put more stuff in there before I gotta make sure it's full before I take it out. But we're talking about mind trash. And, and if you don't mind, we're gonna help you take the trash out because it is 
so important that you don't have anything left over. Imagine if every time somebody went to their trash can today or tomorrow or next for the rest of the year and they took out 99.9% of the trash. You know what would be left over at the year's end? It is so, it's ridiculous. Nobody would ever do that. But yet all this residual attention that happens and all of these things that happen when we're talking about mental toughness and mindset and we're still living on some of the, 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 the things that are holding us back from when we were kids. It's, I love this topic. When you said we're going to talk about this, I said, let's go. This is, I, I mean, you've been teaching this for years. I learned so much from you and, and this is just, so when we think of this, you came up with the title. What's going through your head when you talk about taking out the trash? Well, I think quite often about simply just telling a different story. I love it. <laughs> so many people, when I talk to them, they want to tell me how hard it's been and how many times they failed, and why they can't do it. <laughs> and they go on and on and on and on. And I look at them, and and I first you want to listen because you want to be polite. But eventually you just want to say, shut up, stop telling the story. Because every time you tell that same story, you bring that same energy back into your life, stronger and stronger and stronger. And so many people will say to me, well, I just want you to know where I'm coming from, but you don't have to keep telling the story. The wake on the boat, the waves behind the boat that come out of the motor do not drive the boat forward. Mm -mm. You can't look back and go forward. You can't tell the same story over and over and over and expect something different to happen. What is that that Einstein said? Something about insanity? <laughs> yeah, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and expect different results. Well, let's put that to your story. You tell the same story over and over, you're never going to get good, different results. What do you think, Sean? Well, you know, it's it's one of the things. So we, I think you introduced me to the book years ago, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. And about five years ago, I went and became a certified instructor, life coach, all of that stuff with him. And, and one of the things he says and one of the things that we've all heard is that everything you've ever said, everything you've ever heard has been recorded in your brain. That which is repeated, this is the important part, becomes permanent. So if you're telling that story again, you're creating a neural pathway that's becoming a super highway, and it's always easy to fall back to that. So like Carol says, if you keep telling the story over, I mean, think of this. You go to the grocery store, and you talk to the checkout girl and or the guy. You don't say, listen, let me tell you how I got here today. Nobody cares. You're buying groceries, move on. Take the trash out. Don't keep reliving the things that that you don't want nobody nobody cares where you came from they care if where you came from is going to help their life get better but if you're just trying to do this to have a pity party then one two three all pity party over because the challenge is if you 
keep doing, right? Carol just said it, Einstein. So how do we change the story? So that's the key. So let's talk a little bit about that because once you get the trash out, here's the thing that I know in the study of the human mind, the brain, for the last 30 years, and there's been a real big push by me and my team to, to dive into this more because we're getting my son, who's 13, there's going to be some real scientific challenges, some real mental challenges. They're already seeing it in college students who have been exposed to social media and their inability to focus, to tell a story. So, Carol, when somebody takes the trash out, just like that trash can, the mind doesn't operate in a vacuum. How do we fill up? How do we get them? How do we teach them to tell the new story? What have you been sharing with folks in your uh, onlines and TVs and newspaper articles that you do and all of that stuff? What, when somebody says, Carol, how do I fill the vacuum? What do you share? Well, part of it is I want you to think about what do you value in life. Sean, before you became a coach and before you did inspirational speaking, how many times did anyone ever ask you, or did you even think about, what do you value? Well, my dad always taught me growing up, he said three things he taught us all boys. I have two older brothers. He said, he said, don't lie to your mother, always respect your family, and tell the truth. And those were the, that was the core foundation. And so whenever we got in trouble, he, he'd say, which one of the three did you, did you not follow through on? So we had this core of just being true to ourselves. And, and that bled over into, are my thoughts lies? And a lot of times you got to ask other fr friends for that. So there were certain things as growing up through, through life that caused you to have a foundation and it's about influence right so my family was influenced and we didn't have social media like we do today which is all influence we didn't have tvs really growing up because we had three channels and nobody could stand there with the tinfoil on their head to make it come in clear because we didn't have cable so uh, my influence those things that influenced me it was family and and so that's i was probably in a very blessed scenario to do that but until I got into the study of the brain and the mind and thoughts, it, it didn't. It, it wasn't a conscious effort. I think I was just lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time. Right, and I think we a lot of us grew up with values, but I don't know that we ever ask ourselves, "What do I value?" Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I've been teaching this yeah from stage for a long time, and I have had very few people say to me. Oh, yeah, I, I think about that all the time. Very few people. And, you know, I tell a story because your values are what's going to change your whole life. When you figure out what you value and what you want in this world, what's important to you, your whole life changes when you start living congruently to those values. When you figure out what it is that you actually value. And I use this, it's kind of a crazy example, but it gets at home. People always go, oh, I get it. If you tell me you value all life, Sean, you love animals, you love people, you love life, you, you know, you respect life, blah, 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 and you work in a slaughterhouse, <laughs> are you going to be happy? Yeah, probably not. 
great. You're so incongruent to your values. And so many people say to me, I owe family. I value family. Yet they work 80 hours, 100 hours a week. So they can buy lots of stuff or live in a great big giant house. And I have nothing against buying stuff and living in a great big giant house. But you need to figure out what is the cost to you and are you willing to pay that price? Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, and, you know, Wallace D. Waddles in his book, Science of Getting Rich, says there is an exact science to getting rich. And if one person can do it, anyone can do it. And so what makes the difference? Bill Gates has 24 hours in a day. Uh, you know, all of these people, the the Oracle from Omaha has 24 hours. It's They took more trash out faster than I guess most of the rest of us did, and they focused on just a couple of things. So that's the hard part in this society of, of six-second you know, forgetful Fred, we just, there's, there's, there's no time unless we make it, but most people don't have time to just pause and breathe and take 20 minutes, 30 minutes just for some meditation and, and, and reality. Right. Or being mindful of what mm. you do every day. Slowing <laughs> no, down I don't and thinking that. about it. <laughs> I had a friend who was meeting me for lunch the other day, and she said, oh, I was rushing around at the last minute, and I saw the dogs needed water before I left. And she said, I was, I poured the great big giant bowl full of water, and she said, as I was taking it away from the sink, I banged it into the side of the sink, spilled it all over myself, all over the floor. She said, I don't know why that happened. She said, I've been doing this, this the same way for 20 years. And she said, I made a mess, and that's why I'm late. And I thought, wow, there is a good lesson for both of us in mindfulness. We get so busy rushing around doing the things we think we got to do. We're on, our mind is almost always on the next thing. Always on the next thing. Always on the next thing. Instead of what we're doing now. And when we lose that mindfulness, we do crazy stuff. That's when accidents happen. Oh, absolutely. You know, and there's a thing. So with technology, you know, we were kidding around technology (laughs) because you have a great phrase. I'll let you share that. (laughs) But we have with technology and fMRIs, functional magnetic resonance imaging machines. Now, folks, I'm a farm boy from Ohio with a .9 grade point average. This stuff is sometimes way above my pay grade. But I'm, the reason that I study it is because there is science behind this. So with fMRIs, they talk about now something. Carol, you and I have this connection. We haven't spoken in, in some time, but yet as soon as we got on the phone this morning, there's always this connection that happens, and it's called neural resonance, otherwise known as linking, right, coupling up. If, you, if we were to have two different minds, two different fMRIs going on our brains, you'd see the certain areas, similar areas of our brain connecting. That means we can start to finish each other's sentences and we're, we can kind of predict what may be happening next. But the challenge is, is that sometimes we're not even connected to our own mind. And when, when something like that happens with, with the friend that was going to meet you, I, I would ask the question because of this is how my study's been going, so why did you not want to meet with me today? What What is there something happening that would cause you to put this on delay? Because if you've done that a thousand times, the brain looks for patterns. 
the brain operates in routines. It does that because it takes so much energy for it to create something new. Why did your brain create this new disaster for you to delay our conversation? And you'll be amazed at what will be uncovered in that, in that deepening, in that reviewing of the reality of time at this moment. So it's powerful. It's, it's amazing. And, and it's, again, trash going out, right? Exactly. That is powerful. That's a, that's, that's a very powerful way to look at it, to, to find out what is it that's, that's stopping us. Yeah, and if we just take a breath when that happens, go, okay, there's something I'm either, if we just pay attention, right? If, if there's either something I needed to be doing here, something that I'm afraid of going forward, but if I, fear disappears when we address it and we give it a name, so, it's powerful to start to look at these things, and rather than we've probably a lot of the people who are in your audience and my audience have seen the, the movie The Secret, um, and it talks about that when what you think about goes out into the universe. So pause, reflect, respond, not react, and and move forward in a in a after you've taken that trash out, as opposed to beating yourself up all day. Because I bet, I bet, I don't know your friend, but. There's probably, I don't know how long ago that was, but probably at least a week later, she's still telling the story about how she banged the water and spilled it everywhere. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I, it's just common nature. Right, right. And why is it that we always want to tell the quote-unquote failure stories in a failure way? You know, it's funny, uh, Brene Brown, does. Uh, she talks about shame versus guilt, and she does this little exercise. Picture a family in the car. It's the it's in the 50s, and they're in the backseat of the car, and the Christmas music is playing, and, and everybody's happy, and they start singing Christmas carols, and the camera pans out through the windshield and starts showing the family, and everybody's exactly ex- excited, ecstatic, and it freeze frames. And then they ask, she asks the audience, what happens next? And everybody goes, oh, they run off the road, they get T-boned, another truck kit. And the reason is is that we do so much to try to beat, beat life to vulnerability. We choose, we do not want to be vulnerable. And we don't want to, and we see vulnerable in ourselves as weakness. And other see it, people see it as strength. So we always, usually, we tell that story of negative, of beat down, because we don't want somebody to point out our vulnerabilities. And that's a shame because nobody – Carol, if you got on stage and for whatever reason it would never happen, but if, if you started to just – you forgot or flubbed up or just got emotional on stage, I'd be there going, oh, my God, she is such an inspiration to me. And you'd get off stage and go, oh, my God, I really just blew that. And it's not. It's how – it's this perception. And it's that trash that we talked about is in our mind that – we got to see ourselves as this weak individual because we don't want anybody else to point it out first. I mean, you talk about unlimited possibilities. You deal with that and embracing your unlimited possibilities. You deal with that on a daily basis with your clients. Uh, yes, I do. And, you know, it, it can make such a difference when you embrace your shadow self. I guess you can call it. Um, I love that. I love that. The, the, that the part of you that you, good. That, that you try to keep hidden from others. 
you know, people are ashamed because they get angry. Well, you know what? Sometimes, and maybe they're an angry person, and they're ashamed of that. But instead of being ashamed of it, embrace it and learn to use it to your advantage. Because once in a while, you know, getting a little tough, a little angry, maybe comes in really, really helpful. If you need to stick up for your yourself or you're sticking up for somebody or, you know, there are times I'm not saying screaming idiot crazy, but I'm saying sometimes we need to get a little angry. Sometimes having that uh, ability is a good thing. We just need to learn to embrace it in ourselves and learn how to, to tame it and use it to our advantage. You know, I love how we're just riffing here back and forth because one of the phrases that came up when you just said that, in this embracing, how many times have we heard the phrase, one man's trash is another man's treasure? treasure. Yeah, so why not turn that same treasure, that trash that we have, right? Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Look at it as a treasure. There's the experience you have nobody else can have. The experience you have nobody else can do anything with it. So take that challenge, take that joy, adjust it, look at it from a different way. And sometimes we have to ask an outside source, what do I do well? And you'll be amazed at what people will tell you. And the trash that you saw is treasure in somebody else's eyes. And I'm sure all of you are a treasure trove filled with just amazing opportunities of success. Well, you know, I say all the time, Sean, and I know you've heard me say this, and I say it till I'm blue in the face, whoever you believe is your source, whoever created you, put you here, however you think you got here, what you believe, it doesn't like you better than it likes me. We're all equal. If one person can do it, another person can do it. It's yeah. all about how do you look at things? What head trash are you carrying around? You know, how many how many trash cans are you carrying around every day? <laughs> and how, how many carry more than one? Trash cans. Yeah, how many right. oh. trash cans? There you go. There's a whole other conversation. <laughs> there you go. You're carrying uh, you're trash for other people. Yeah, you're either in the white suit because you're going to the facility or you're carrying out other people's trash. So let's just get you out of the white suit. <laughs> right, right. You know, um, I noticed my mom lives in a senior community. And every once in a while I'll go down and I'll have lunch with them. And these people are all people who, you know, they're pretty sharp people. They're, a lot of them were business people. You have to have a few shackles to live in this place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they're pretty sharp people. And... They'll start, one will start maybe complaining about lunch, which I have found was always lovely and delicious. And the entire table piles on because one person didn't like their mashed potatoes or whatever. And I look at that and I think, how often do we do that? We get in a group and one person has a complaint and we spend the rest of our day piling on to that complaint. Well, I go back to that neural resonance, right? Linking up. And so if we want to, we, we all want to be community. We, we are by design. We are community by design. We need to be around other people. So if the only way we can fit in is to be a part of, 
and we don't have enough strength, our volume of our music, of our thoughts isn't loud enough to overshadow that, we're just going to jump. It's the easiest thing to do. I mean, the, the, the train's going to the fair. Everybody get on, and it's, you know, it's the trash fair. But it's trash coming in, not trash going out. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing what happens. And, and if somebody in that conversation changes it, a person of influence, it's amazing how fast it'll change again. So in order, a thing I share and teach is be your own person of influence. And the way you do that, some ideas and some suggestions, is to start journaling your thoughts. And then go back and read them because there's things I read in my journals. I'll go, oh, my God, I should listen to this guy. And it was me. But, <laughs> but I, I was in a different state. And so sometimes I'll go back, read my journals, and I read all good books. But if you want to get the trash out, start writing down some of your good thoughts because that'll start to fill in, in in that void. Right, and when you when you write, you're just giving yourself those thoughts a whole other way too. So if they're good thoughts, you're getting them in there even deeper. Yes. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've all heard about the story. You know, go to the beach, write your problems in the sand, and wait for the tide to come in. See how see how long your 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 problems last. It is it is a physical thing. There has to be to sit and just not do anything is one of the most challenging things, right? If you sit and don't do anything, that's death. So be active. Do some things. Write some things down. Talk to some friends. Find places of inspiration, right? We don't need to go pile on somebody's Facebook post because they talk bad about politics or this, that, or the other, or religion, and we're like, yeah, see, that's no good. Just go take the trash out. The best way to start to take the trash out is stop letting trash in. I mean, you teach that. I mean, just how, how do you disengage from all of these things, and how do people start to focus on themselves? And most of us, you know, at, at our age, women especially. <laughs> you know, that, wait a second, stop right there. You know, it's funny how that at our age just gave took on a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but but we were we were taught very differently from the millennials now. We were taught children are to be seen and not heard. Women in my age and older, you know, were taught you never do anything for yourself. You take care of your family, you do what your family needs, you da 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 family, 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 family. They were taught it was almost a sacrilege to take care of themselves. You know, children I can remember Male and female children, you are here to sit and shut up. You know, you it, right, right. Speak when you're spoken to, and smile when I talk to you. Don't look at me that way. <laughs> you know. And so we need to overcome that. We need to become our own champion. You know, quite often, and many of us had tough childhoods for one reason or another. And I never blame parents because every parent did the best they could with what they had. You know, they did their best. It's not our yeah. parents that they, you know, it's not our parents' fault that they weren't the parents that we thought we needed. But it is our fault now if we're not our own parents. You know, we can take care of little Sean and little Carol, and we can build little Sean and little Carol up and be there to protect little Sean and little Carol. 
and do those things and love love teenager Sean and teenager Carol and and support ourselves now and stop talking horrendously to ourselves. I urge everyone listening to this call to listen to how you speak to yourself. You would never say those things to someone else. <laughs> It'd be scary. Right. You would never. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote a thing on Facebook the other day that said, talk to yourself as if you liked yourself. <laughs> and people and were like, people, what? <laughs> most people had, couldn't say a single thing. <laughs> right. We'd have a quiet society. Exactly. But we can now, you know, and it's so important to learn to, you know, you are now the parent that you didn't have perhaps as a child. You can act differently, but so often we just keep going. We just, you know, if our parents yelled at us about one particular thing, we just keep piling on it. You know, we become the parent and we become the, the nasty, horrible parent. Instead of changing and saying, no, we're stopping this today, today I believe that I am good. I am a divine being having a human experience, and I am here to joyously expand my life, and everything I do is perfectly imperfect, and that's okay. I, how can you say anything after that? That's amazing. That's brilliant. Well, thank you. Thank you. You, know, you inspire me, Sean. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's so that. fun to talk to you because because we are so much on the same the same wavelength. Um, you know, Sean, I don't want to get off the the subject here because it's such an important subject of taking out the trash. But let's talk. I, I want everybody to hear a little bit about what you do in this world. I introduced you a little bit, told them a little bit. But tell everybody um, what you do and if they were interested, <coughs> excuse me, how they could possibly contact you. Well, they can go to SeanGMurphy.com, S-E-A-N-G-M-U-R-P-H-Y.com. And <clears throat> what I do is one of the abilities that I've been gifted is the ability to have a conversation in about four or five minutes, see some of the things in people. And this happens, I've done this with CEOs. I've done it with people. I very first time in a mastermind, meet them, and in five minutes, unlock some things that have been holding them back. And I don't know where this gift comes from, but it's done in love, and it's done in, in joy. And people always say, I don't know how you went past my thoughts and got into my heart so quickly, but I do that because I want you to have more. I want, if, if we never met again, I want to be able to leave you with some lifelong successes from our conversation. So I teach people mindset, mental toughness, uh, how to communicate, how to speak in front of a room, how to have one-on-one -on -one conversations that move people into action. Corporations hire me because their marketing message has gotten lost because the better they get, the worse they get. So I teach how to, how to put your forward-facing message, whether that's posts on Facebook or marketing messages, how to move people into action because there's words to be said and there's words to be read and the two shall never mix. And 
Mark Twain said the difference between the right word and the almost right word is the difference between lightning and a lightning bug. So I've spent 30 years honing my skill in just that one area, how to create messages that move people. So it's been a blast. It's been a blessing. Uh, I do a lot of work in the network marketing world from top leaders to CEOs. And it's just uh, every now and then i got to pinch myself because it's like, I get to stand on stage in 30-plus countries. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. And, you know, I just hear rave reviews about you, Sean. Everyone who hears you speak, in fact, everyone who knows you, just absolutely loves you, and you are so giving and so kind and and have such compassion for other people. And And when you do tell them, what their weaknesses are, they usually take it very, very well because they know that you're coming from a place of compassion and kindness. Yeah, because one of the things, it's easy to point out challenges. So I ask, usually ask three questions. Do I have your permission to help, make you feel uncomfortable? And then here's the key, take you out of that uncomfortable feeling. So always leave them with a path going forward, which makes it a lot easier to get them unstuck. So that was a hard part for me to, well, I can't tell them what to do. No, you need to tell them what to do now just to at least get them started for the next 24 hours. And usually once they do that, they're off and running. And that's so powerful. And that's so powerful. And, you know, you as a network marketing coach are are one of the top coaches in the country. And so if people out there are looking to have a great coach, you know, I have a, a large network marketing following, um, if you're looking for a great coach, you know, check Sean out. Uh, I'm sure he'd be glad to get you some information or you can get on his newsletter. Uh, he does webinars. You know, share a little bit about that. I know you have a webinar that you're really excited about tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I just I just finished an eight-week called Destiny Driven Success. That's eight hours of content. I'm starting one tomorrow that's on the brain. It's why prospects, listen to this, why prospects can't say yes to you. Because the word no is a place of comfort. It's a place of status quo, and most people are afraid to change. So it always comes out, no, they're programmed. They can't say yes. I'm going to teach you over a three-week seminar series how to get them to say yes and how to make it okay for them to say yes to you and your opportunity. Yeah. Who was it that said the other person who likes change is a wet baby? (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) I forget. I love it. Yeah, I, I cannot. I cannot give credit to the person who said that. It was not me originally, but I. I love it. The only person who likes change is a wet baby. I love it. <laughs> ah, always something. Well, well, Sean, um, do you have anything else you want to add? I mean, we could talk about taking out the trash for hours here. Um, I think we've hit on some really strong points. Is there anything else you want to add? When, you, when you're thinking about taking out the trash, start with one piece. There's too many things that are scattered in your mind. You'd be like the guy trying to go pick up leaves on a windy day if you said, I'm going to go get all the trash out. And what you'll do is you'll start picking up things like cleaning your desk. Carol teaches people how to get things organized. If you don't take out at least one piece of trash in the next 20 minutes, in the next two minutes, take one piece of trash and just go, I'm done with that. Because then the brain says, okay, so you had this idea and you're not, and you're moving forward on it. Maybe we can do another piece. 
And then all of a sudden, you'll create a conveyor belt of taking trash outside, out to wherever it is out of your mind. But start with one piece. Don't try to go get everything done right now. Right. And try try to remember for yourself that tell a new story. People don't have to hear your old tale of woe. People don't have to know where you came from as far as everything that has gone wrong in your life. You know, um, people need to hear where you're going. They want to know where you're going, especially if you're trying to get them to follow you. You know, in the network marketing business, I always chuckle when I hear people say, oh, you know, I've been doing this for five years. I'm not, you know, I'm not where I want to be. And it's really hard. And, you know, I work at it really hard, but it's hard. It's really hard. But would you like to join me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not having any success, and it's hard for me. So why don't you come join me? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's, it's, and it's shocking. So, yeah, change your story. Start with, start, and again, start with one story you would like it to be better. And if you don't know what it is, ask somebody. I promise you, somebody can help you with your story and, and point out the good things. Ask Carol. Ask me. I promise we'll come, we'll help you come up with a better story today. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, part of taking out the trash is failing forward. We're all going to fail. Failure's part of life. I have so long ago made failure my friend. I embrace it, and then I kick its butt to the curb and bust on through. <laughs> but failure comes. Fear comes. You know, it's going to come. Fear, fear is huge sometimes because we're humans. It's going to happen. Embrace it. Embrace your failures. When you have a failure, the universe now gives you some feedback. Feedback from a failure, if used properly, can be the best feedback you ever get. It can move you further forward than anything, than any success. Do you agree? I heard it said one time, success is only found in failure. And I believe that that's quite true. If you're afraid to fail, you're never going to have success because you'll never take any actions. And once again, that's part of your head trash. It's part of the trash we have to let go. There is no failure. There is no failure in this world until you just absolutely quit and give up. Then that's failure. Yep. Otherwise, you look at that failure you look at the feedback. You ask yourself, how could I do this better? What, where did it go wrong? What, did I, what could I have done better? How could I have treated that person better? How could I have spoken to that person better? You know, how could I have done whatever better? And then and this is, you make yeah, those tweaks. Make those tweaks. And, and I promise you, if, if you start to journal some of this, you'll start to have a record of ways that you can get better. Because if you don't measure it, there's no, there's never ever an end zone. There's, you're moving the goalposts every day. Start with creating some goals, right? Written down goals. Not typed with your thumbs into a phone. Start putting these things down on some paper, and you'll be amazed at what will happen in 
72 hours of just starting to do that. Right. You start to focus. It's a good thing. You put it out to the universe. People, if you believe in the law of attraction, you know, that law of attraction works all the time. It never doesn't work. It doesn't care if you're Catholic or Jewish or man or woman or young or old. It's just like gravity. When you jump off the Empire State Building, we all splat, no matter who you are. Law of attraction works the same way. 24-7, it's working. So what you're putting out there is what you're bringing back. And with that said, we are going to have to wrap up this call. I knew this would go fast, Sean. I knew we'd have a lot of fun and uh, give out some great information. Thank you for sharing. Um, it's always a joy to have you here uh, with us. It's a privilege. It's a pleasure. And just absolutely love it. Anytime. Great, great. Well, as you know, I end every show with a little bit on gratitude. And today, I am so grateful you called me. I'm so grateful. I had this topic. I was going to actually do it myself. And I'm so grateful that I had the thought to let's just do Murphy and Briny Uncut. That was actually your your line for this show. But I had the idea to just let's roll it and see where it takes us. And I do appreciate you being here today, Sean. What are you thankful for today? You know, it, it's funny. You just You just mentioned it, Law of Attraction. And so I have... In the last 30 days, I have put out to the universe saying that there's going to be un, unseen ways for us, for me to share with people, to get the message out, for, for me to promote me and to promote others. And this morning, this call shows up. Now, we've known each other for years, so I'm grateful that we listen to our inklings. And we, and we just, we let them take over. We let them guide us. So I'm grateful that I still have that ear to be able to hear when greatness shows up. And I'm not going to go, ah, I'm too busy. <laughs> so thanks for Or I'm too afraid. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or I'm too afraid. Or she doesn't really want to talk to me. Or I, I could have come up with a thousand reasons why this is not now in the can and us having had this, this recording completed. So I am grateful for that. That was an awakening I had as, you know what, I, I, I still have the ear to listen for greatness, and I'm so thankful for that because I'm sure there's some times where I've, I've turned that volume way down too far and I've missed out on opportunity. But going forward, that volume is up. So thank you, Carol, for doing this. Thank you for, for making the world a better place, my family a better a family. And I, I'm just really honestly, you, people, you know, we can, if you haven't guessed by now, we're president of each other's fan club. So we just absolutely love each other. And so thank you, Carol. You are welcome. And thank you, everybody, for being out there and letting us share part of your day. And so, until next time. It's time to say so long for another day. Remember, you, my friend, are an awesome, wonderful, delightful, caring, fabulous, beautiful, giving, super fine, divine being here on this planet to enjoy your ever-expanding possibilities. Follow your bliss, allow your light to shine, and by doing so, you are automatically giving your best to the world. So until next time, when we will be discussing your unlimited possibilities, namaste.